Before we dive into today's episode with Ken Page, that's all about how to conquer, or even better, how to embrace your fear of intimacy so that it works for you, I wanted to tell you quickly about a free one-hour class that Ken is offering through the Shift Network. It's called the Five Essential Insights for Finding True Love, and in this class, he'll be explaining the path to accessing your core gifts and your authentic self. Whether you're single or in relationship, if you want to sign up for this free event, you can go to neilsatin.com/single, or text the word "single" S-I-N-G-L-E to the number three three four four four. Follow the instructions, and I'll send you a link so that you can access the free class. Also, I want to be sure that you know that this free class is a precursor to a paid course. That he's going to be offering for single people through the Shift Network. Should you decide to take his seven-week course afterwards, then a portion of your course fee will help support this podcast. So again, the link to sign up for the initial class is neilsatin.com/single, or text the word "single" to three three four four four. I'm a huge fan of Ken's work, and in this episode, you're going to get another taste of how powerful it can be in action. So that's that. Now onto the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host Neil Satin. We have been fortunate enough to have some of the amazing guests on the show come back for a second time, and today is one of those days. Our guest today is Ken Page, author of the book Deeper Dating. How to drop the games of seduction and discover the power of intimacy. And what I love about Ken's work is that it's all focused on how to be your authentic self and how to bring your authentic self to your dating life, or if you're in relationship, to your relationship. And that was a lot of what we talked about the first time around, and we covered a lot of his core concepts, which are all about. Unearthing the core gifts that you possess and figuring out how to how to bring those to more or less any interaction that you have, but specifically to、uh, your journey for love and intimacy and relationship. So today we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But if you haven't heard the first episode, it's okay. We'll we'll you know make sure we give you enough of an overview here. But、um, if you haven't heard it. Then you can go to neilsatin.com/dating and you can listen to that first episode. It's episode thirty. If you're flipping through your,、uh, you know, your iTunes or something like that, look for episode thirty.、Um, and、uh, this episode is going to be neilsatin.com/dating two, the number two. So that'll make it easy for you to find both of them. And we will have a detailed show guide for this episode. Uh, which you can find at、um, at neilsatin.com/dating2, or you can always text the word passion to the number three three four 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 and follow the instructions, and that will get you to a page that has the show guide for this episode and for all our episodes. So more about that coming up. But first, thank you so much, Ken Page, for coming back to talk to us on Relationship Alive. Thank you, Neil. I、uh, I love doing interviews with you, and I'm really glad to be here and excited about this subject too. 
Awesome. Yeah. So we are, um, as I mentioned, I, I talked a little bit about your approach to um, to dating and to relationship. And, you know, I got to say, it's totally in alignment with what we've been talking about on the show, which is how to be you and how to bring out the the you-ness in your partner and and how to let that really be the fuel for building deeper and deeper connection. And one of the things that you and I had chatted about off offline that I think will be really powerful for our listeners is to hear about the fear of intimacy and how that fear of intimacy actually plays in to this whole process of being more fully you in your relationship and and actually uh, maybe like a, a guidepost to help you dive deeper and actually be more intimate. It's a paradox, right, in relationship. Yes. So um, that's what I really want us to, to hone in on in this conversation is that question of why do we have this fear of intimacy and how, what do we do about it so that it's part of the fuel instead of something that pulls us away. Right. Um, I'm wondering, though, if you could take a minute and just give like the quick, I hate to do this to you, but like the elevator pitch about like, this is how you work with people. And this is what your, your, um, your point of view is on, on bringing your authentic self to dating and to relationship, just so we have like a, a launching point for the conversation. Sure. Sure. I love doing that. And, and it, it, it definitely fits right in because when I talk about my journey, it is very much about fear of intimacy and my relationship to my fear of intimacy. Uh, so so the, it all really fits together. So just to tell you a bit about my story, to just kind of recap on that, um, I am a gay man who grew up in the 50s and the 60s, which was not like the most gay-friendly time in history, although I guess it was better than, the, than at other times. But... For so many different reasons, which I won't go into now, I was very blocked in my ability to find love, like really, really blocked. I called myself chronically single. I started a support group for chronically single psychotherapists. I was single for decades and decades and didn't want to be. And I always thought that if I just found the right person, things would get better. But what I discovered is that my fear of intimacy Intimacy meaning revealing who I am and welcoming and inviting the other person and who they are and showing myself like the concept of into me see was something that I didn't want to do because I was ashamed of who I was. And I ultimately realized that I could not get away from that. I had to acknowledge what I was ashamed of. And in doing that, I found the great miracle and the great miracle is that the places we are most ashamed of ourselves are where our very soul lies. They're the most beautiful, tender, vulnerable, truthful parts of ourselves. They're the part that love comes from. But we're taught that we have to be cool, we have to be confident, we have to be witty, we have to be strong. We have to be all these different things, which is basically be ashamed of your vulnerability. That's what that means. So I built up a wall. And that wall was what was keeping me from love, no matter how hard I was looking for it. And I was looking for it really hard. That act of admitting that I was afraid 
to let myself be seen, that I was ashamed of being seen, was my holy ground. And I'm a psychotherapist. My, my area of specialization is human intimacy and the, and the link between spirituality, personal growth, and intimacy. So I was working on these same issues with my clients, and I came to discover something that became the core of my book and my teaching, which is that our deepest wounds reveal our greatest gifts. Putting that simply, for each one of you, the places that you feel the most tender and exposed about revealing are where your soul lives. They're the most beautiful parts of you. They're the parts of you that the person who's right for you is going to fall in love with. Uh, and out of that came my book and the concepts out of it, which, uh, and a concept called Deeper Dating, which was an event for people, a dating event for people committed to deeper values. And all of that kind of exploded and got me an Oprah magazine and the New York Times and um, made my book a bestseller and because people wanted to hear that they didn't have to be something other than they are, that the act of finding love was about deconstructing the walls against love inside us. And so that's what I want to talk about today. What I'm so excited to talk about is how each one of you can not feel embarrassed and ashamed of your fear of intimacy, not only feel those things because we're human, we feel that, but in fact, turn that into your holy ground. And there's a promise here. And the promise is to the degree to which you accept how you flee love, and change it, you will become a greater version of you, and your life will fill with more and more love, because that's just the way it works. And that's what I want to talk about today. Wow, you just offered so much where I'm just like, oh, I want to talk about that, I want to talk about that, and yet I know that we're going we're gonna to have a, a shorter time than we typically have on the podcast today. Um, so, wow. Um, the thing that that stuck out most for me in what you just said was, well, there were two things. One was this idea that how we there are these places within us that you you call them the tender places. It's where where maybe we've been wounded or hurt in the past and how so much of growing up and and becoming an adult for many people is about protecting those wounded places yes and then but every way that you protect a wounded place is also blocking you from the gift that that wounded place has to offer um, and I'm sure you see that with clients I've seen that with mine where you um, you you talk to that place and you realize like oh this place in you that's hiding it's actually the source of your joy or your inspiration or your laughter or all of yes. those amazing things. Yes, yes, yes. And then what's so ironic is that if you if you don't operate from that place and then you find yourself let's say in relationship, now you're you're doing this dance with someone where you're both coming from this place where the things that are most value valuable about you are maybe half hidden like they they you get glimpses of them and and um and then it's like it's almost like uh you know building a house on like a really shaky foundation but it's not like the foundation isn't there it's more like you've got this shaky structure but actually if you just like tear the shaky structure away it turns out 
that you have all of these amazing gifts that are still there. So yes. Um, anyway, and, it's, know, that's what was sticking out for me. Yes, I think that's also true. And just sticking with that, um, when we learn to treasure those vulnerable parts of ourselves, here's what we do. Um, first of all, we're kind of crestfallen. It's like that wonderful quote, the truth will set you free, but first it'll make you miserable. And it's kind of <laughs> like that. You know, it's, it's disheartening to see that we're actually pushing love away. It's really disheartening. And that's why it's an act of greatness. But, and I, I just, I feel like the gem of this concept that we're talking about today is this. And I just want every, every listener to get it. When you do admit, yes, I'm fleeing love. I am fleeing intimacy, even while I'm looking for it. You are stepping into your greatness, and it's not a shiny, polished, perfect, narcissistic greatness. It's a human greatness. It is where your beauty lies. And so when we begin to treasure those parts of ourselves that, as you said, Neil, we're protecting, we get a kind of dignity. When we treasure those parts of ourselves, we gain a kind of dignity and we start treating ourselves with dignity and we treat the people around us with more dignity. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm reminded of how in your book you talk about that observing how a potential partner treats other people yeah. as a really important hallmark of how they may treat you or treat members of your family or other people who are important to you just in how they treat the waiter or the um the male male person or you know that that the, so that's really important to to think about that and to amplify um that kindness and dignity is really part of what we want to be cultivating in, especially in our closest partnerships. Absolutely. And in our search for love, like you, you act with kindness and generosity when you're online, you act with kindness and generosity when you're on Tinder or wherever. And then you only choose people that know how to do the same thing. Mm. And that changes everything that begins to change everything. So, and then there's this tension, though, because if the fear of intimacy is there, which you're suggesting it is, and I'm inclined to agree with you, um, as soon as your fear gets triggered, well, then you go into that triggered place and and you can be acting from your wounds. And I'm really curious to know for from your perspective, what are some of the initial steps in that turnaround of identifying like, oh... This is my fear of intimacy talking and and this is how how do you get to know that part of yourself in a way that embraces it and and gets you ready for the next part which is transforming it. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. And I want to talk about a process that I want to actually lead us in that we can all practice together. Awesome. Um yes. So okay, so the first step is a paradigm shift. And here's the paradigm shift. All of us get told fear of intimacy is like this germ. It's this bacteria. It's this virus. It's like, ooh, she has fear of intimacy. He has fear of intimacy. Stay away. It's like control issues, you know, something like that. And, um, but the thing is that every one of us has fear of intimacy. If you're breathing, you have fear of intimacy because love is the most precious thing of all. 
And attachment is what keeps us feeling like we're safe enough to even live on this earth, our ability to have safe and good attachments. And so every one of us is terrified of having that lost or betrayed. That's just human nature. So the first step in this paradigm shift is this. You've got fear of intimacy. You act out of your fear of intimacy. You flee intimacy, not because you're a bad person, and not because you're different, but because you're a human being. So when we realize how we're afraid of intimacy, and then when we realize what we do to push intimacy away, we are in gold land. We are in the true hero's journey to find love. That's the paradigm I want to start with and want to encourage each one of you to start with. When you notice your fear of intimacy, I want you to be able to, in addition to maybe being crestfallen, to say, yes, I found it. I found it. I found it. I'm admitting it. I see it. And I promise it will make you a little miserable at first, but it will set you free and you will become a more beautiful person, a more beautiful version of yourself. So step one is... It's not a problem when you find your fear of intimacy. It's not a problem when you admit how you flee intimacy in your day-to-day life, in your relationships. It is gold, true gold. The fool's gold is the pretense that we don't have this. The true gold is the acknowledgement that we do, the commitment to do something about it. So then you ask yourself, what is my fear of intimacy? What am I afraid of? And what are my flight patterns? What do I do to push love away? And um, so I'm going to actually, I'd like to just do a little bit of a process here, Neil, to help people do this. And here's a way that each one of you can do this. And you could do it with a loved one or you could do it alone. You're going to ask yourself two questions. And you're going to ask yourself those questions repeatedly. It's a reflection process. It's a meditation process. So you're going to ask the same question again and again and again. And, um, and Neil, I would like to actually have you and I do it. Great. And um, I'm happy to be the subject, or you can be the subject if you want. You could pick. I'm happy to do it. But um, one of us is going to ask the other person a question a whole bunch of times. We'll do it here just three times to get a taste of it. Okay. Um, I'll be the subject. You be the subject. Good. Yeah. And then I'll be the subject for the second question. Awesome. We'll, we'll share the uh, vulnerability. I'm so glad you said that, that you're going to do it. Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's the question. The question is, tell me about being afraid of love. And I'm going to ask you that question, and I don't want you to answer it in a global, theoretical way. I want you to just answer from whatever comes out in your heart. This is just a soft way to, and it's a brave exercise, and I thank you for uh, being amazing enough to do it. But um, So uh, tell me about being afraid of love, and you're just going to speak from whatever comes up for you in your own personal experience. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so afraid of love is uh, the experience of loss and and feeling like the the how amazing it can it can be to open my heart to a person and the and the possibility of love and then and then in moments really experiencing like this raw fear of what will it mean if 
if this person leaves or or even you know in the context of like my my relationship i'm now engaged and we're planning to be together forever you know um the like what if like what's that going to be like when she dies if she dies before me or you know so like i feel that fear very it's not a fear of love it's i guess a fear of loss is that's Good. the first thing that comes to me Good. And now I'm going to ask you the question again and just say, say what comes up. I'm going to add the word you or tell me about your fear of love. Mm. My fear of love is that there are places within me that aren't pretty and, and I'm, and I'm, it's a it's challenging to imagine that every part of me could be fully accepted which is what i really want mm. uh, from myself and from chloe mm, good yeah tell me about your fear of love <sighs> my fear of love There's something bubbling up that's around. It's almost like having, it, it's a little bit like the lost thing at the beginning. It's like there's this quality to love where it can feel so amazing that I can feel that it, it like those amazing moments, especially they don't last. So, um, so in, even in the beauty of an amazing moment, it's like the beauty of a sunset and then knowing that the darkness is coming, it's like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. And, oh, but when, when I'm not feeling this full spring of love and drinking from it, then, then that is like darkness. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Neil. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Now I'm going to so go I, cry in a corner for a couple of <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And we're all so touched by what you said. And I just want to, um, and if we had more time, we would take more time with that. But I want to just say a few things of what I heard in what you did and, and, and kind of bring this to the audience. So folks, when you do this, you'll touch upon similar experiences. It's kind of like this question is like poetry. It just touches you. It softens your heart. And Neil, the first thing you said, I'm just going to really, really summarize quickly, um, just turn them into little moments. But the first thing you did, you talked about like how much you love Chloe. And one fear that comes up is the fear of her dying and losing her. Mm. And then the second fear you talked about is if I am really naked, if I'm really exposed and I'm seen, my hope is that I will still be loved in all the parts of me. That's my hope and my dream. But my great fear is that I won't be fully loved. And that's so real and so rich. And then the third one you said is moments of true love are so beautiful and so precious. And just the micro losses that happen around those beautiful moments when they just disappear and life moves on or when hard times come, those micro losses of that, of that beautiful light 
like all those things, you just you articulated three existential fears around love. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And each, you also articulated some of your deepest qualities without, you know, consciously trying to do that. The first one was about your loyalty to Chloe, that you love her so much that the first fear that comes up is her passing and not having her. The second one you talked about is like your love of truth, Mm. which is how important it is to feel and be seen even in the dark places, the shadow places. And the third one you talked about is how poignantly your heart feels the um, openings and closings of love in your day-to-day life. So I just want to point out that in doing that, each one of you will be revealing some of your deepest gifts. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it's, and that articulation helped me see the beauty in those things that I'm afraid of. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is the heart of, um, you know, as a therapist of what I try to do in my work is this discovery that in our places of fear, in our places of woundedness, there's holiness there. There's something so sacred. There's the most precious parts of ourselves that was great. So, and that was so big, we could stay with that. But we're going to move on to question two. Let's do it. I, yeah, let's do it. But I want to say to all of you, when you do question one, see if you could kind of make room for the existential beauty of the things that scare you about love, because they'll tell you about what your deepest gifts are. And if in doing it, all you feel is a softening of your heart, you've done it right. Okay, so part two is this. What do we do to flee deeper intimacy? Because all of us have flight patterns. We have ways that we choreograph fleeing deeper intimacy. And they're unique for each of us, and most of us do not want to admit them. But I'm telling you, admitting them is an act of personal greatness, and it's your key to a more amazing life. So um, the second question, which, Neil, I'm going to ask you to ask me, is how do you shut the door to deeper intimacy? Um, How do you shut the door to deeper intimacy? You're going to ask me that three times, and I'm just going to say whatever comes up for me. Now, when I was single, I would have given a whole bunch of answers about looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh, and with all the wrong people, because that's what I did masterfully for decades. But now being married and in a relationship, I'm probably, and being a dad, I'm probably going to speak differently. I'll speak about how I flee the love that already exists in my life. But go ahead and ask me that question three times. Sure. So, Ken, how do you shut the door to deeper intimacy? I guess the biggest way that I do that is I load my to-do list so full that I'm anxious and stressed and I just don't have time. And when I don't have time, I am not there for the precious moments. I'm not there for those little moments where my son wants to share something with me. He's a teenager, so those are precious moments. And I miss it because I'm busy. Or my husband is trying to do something important with me and I 
have to get away to my work. So I would say that the deepest and most profound and pervasive way that I close the door to deeper love is by being so busy that there's no time for it. Mm. So I'm going to ask you again, yes. Ken, how, how do you shut the door to deeper intimacy? I forget my connection to my higher power, the thing that really is what matters most to me and what connects me to my heart. I walk around pretending the things are the important things, as opposed to my own connection to my heart. And that might be the biggest way of all that I flee intimacy. Hmm. Well, it might be, and yet I'm going to ask you one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, how do you shut the door to deeper intimacy? Um, a little bit intimate here, but, um, and it's again busyness. Both me and my husband get so busy that we just have a hard time finding the time to make love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you, Neil. Thanks for asking those questions. Yeah, you're welcome. And I would offer reflections on those, but I'm really curious to hear your reflections on what you what you shared. You know what? I'm going to just because I want to make this very operational for people. Great. Um, and at some point. I'd love to hear your reflections. Um, you know, if not today, then maybe when you and I speak together. But I just said three things. And those three things are gold. Because if I change these three things, I change my life. Mm. Those three things were, I'm so busy, I, I actually get over busy. That's number one. Number two, in my day-to-day -day life, I don't take the time to remember my connection to my heart and my higher power. And number three is I don't have enough um, precious physical time with my husband because we get so busy. Mm. Those are three distinct things. And I, my job is to breathe into those, to face them, and to know, hey, Ken, you want deeper love? There's the way, baby. You just got the keys. Mm. So each one of you, try this exercise and take those three things that you come up with and know that this is the way you choreograph your flight from intimacy. The three things that you come up with, assume they're probably the absolute most significant things. And if you actually are brave enough to do this exercise, and listen, if you don't have someone to do it with you, you don't need someone to do it with you. You just write down the answer three times, and they don't have to be as long as Neil's and mine. They can be much shorter. And with those two, you will learn about your deepest qualities, and you will also learn the three things that you can do and change and address in a conscious way. Your next brave step if you want more love in your life. So forget the gimmicks, forget the quick fixes. You've got it, baby. Answer those questions and you've got your gold coming from your direct inner wisdom. And, and uh, I'm making a promise here. 
when you do that, you will become someone you respect more. You will absolutely and unequivocally carve out space in your being and your life where there's going to be able to be more deeper love and the people around you who love you are going to be a lot happier. And on a practical level, when you see those things, is it is the idea that you're you're shining a spotlight on it, like a, having some acceptance, yeah, I do that, and then the path to deeper intimacy is to allow those to shift, to create strategies around shifting those things, or what's... What's, good, what, good, 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 good. Yeah. Great question. Yes. So, what do you do when you realize that? And these are these are all things that I um, that I talk about in you know in in, in great depth in my book, um, and in my courses. Um, if you can talk with the people you love about this and come clean and reveal it, that is really wonderful. And then if you can get help and support in naming these things with either your partner, your loved one, or with a friend or a coach or a therapist and actually work in a conscious way because it's not easy and you're not going to be able to do it just by the initial revelation. You're going to have to uh, like have a plan and a goal and a work partner. And when you've got that, you will be able to do it. So, so yes, those are really important things to talk about it with someone else to create a plan, and to work in an ongoing way with someone to help you do that, because this won't be easy. But um, there's probably nothing you can do in your life that's more worthwhile than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also, I want to highlight that one thing I really appreciate about that process is the power of asking the same question more mm. than once. Yes, and uh, we've talked on the show quite a bit about the power of questions and curiosity. And, and I think too often we're tempted to ask a question once and then just kind of go with what, <laughs> what the first answer was. But there's something about asking it three times and honestly, even asking it 30 times um, that really, I think, helps mine you for the, the deeper truths. Um, and so I really like that that's part of what you bring to that process. Yes. Yes, it's a deep reflection process. I also just want to uh, appreciate you for also being vulnerable here on the show. I know that my listeners really appreciate that kind of authenticity. So thank you for that. Right. Thank you, too. We both dove in. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Um, and you mentioned um, just a moment ago your courses, and I can't let this conversation end without taking a moment to mention that you do have a course coming up for single people um, in in a very short time. And I know that you're kicking that off with a free class um, that's put on by the Shift Network that's uh, called The Five Essential Insights for Finding True Love, How to Attract and Cultivate Soulmate Love Through the Path of Deeper Dating. And that first class is totally free. Um, I'm going to invite you to say something about it, but I just want to let everyone know that we will have links to that for, uh, in the show guide. And also I set up a special link for you. Um, so if you go to neilsatin.com slash single, then that will take you directly to the page where you can sign up for Ken's free class. 
uh, which is an hour long, and it's it's what I just mentioned, the five essential insights for finding true love. And as you can tell, I find his work to be incredibly powerful, whether you're single or in a relationship. Um, and then um, and then there's also a course coming. Um, if you another oppor- another way that you can get that link if you're driving down the road or something is um, although make sure you're at a stoplight before you do this you can text the word single to the number three three four 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 and I will shoot you a link so that you can get to the uh, page where you can sign up for um, Ken's free class and then also find out about more about the course that's coming. So Ken, do you have a minute or two to um, share with us a little bit more about what you're what you're doing through the Shift Network? Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, um, for anyone who is interested in my work and kind of taking this further, and this, the, as you can tell, my approach to deeper intimacy is that it is a as it is a path. It's not just a thing you do. It's not a technique. It's a um, it's not a simple technique. It's a path. It's a path. It's a spiritual path. It's a path to your own greatness. That you're. that your intimacy journey is perhaps the most important journey of your life. And that is what fuels what I do. Um, My book, Deeper Dating, is for single people, and it's an actual course in a book. Um, But this that I do through the Shift Network is a course that I actually teach, and it's kind of, it's really the work of my heart. Um, And, 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 I kick that off with a free class that's one hour long, um, and that's going to be on August 31st. But if you sign up for it at this link, you know, even if you can't make the course, you can get a replay of it. And in it, I teach the five steps that turn your search for love into a true, true intimacy journey. The five steps that not only help lead you to love, but help you to lead you to the help lead you to the love inside of you. Um, it's holy work to me, and uh, this hour-long class will kind of take the heart and soul of what I teach in my in my therapy work, um, in my book, and in my upcoming course, and kind of like. Uh, crystallize that and and encapsulate that in in this one hour class. So um, you can also go to my website at deeperdating.com to find out more about that as well. And um, it's a chance to really hear me uh, take you through the entire process. And then those people who are interested in this seven session course with me, which I only do once a year and is just very much the work of my heart, you'll get to hear about that too. But even if you don't want to take that, this course is, this free class is for everyone. Great. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And um, you're, you've been so generous with your time and wisdom here on the podcast. And I also appreciate the power of the actual work and exercises that you do. Um, I remember that from our first episode together that, um, that th- what you've put together is a, is a process that I think really does lead, lead to a deeper level of self-knowledge, self-love, and the ability to, to shine that light on others as well. Thank you, Neil. And, you know, um, there's not that many interviewers who I would have taken that leap with that I took with you <laughs> and um, because I knew that you would really be able to go there. And I thank you for that. And it's, uh, it's just a joy every time I get to work with you. 
Absolutely. Same here. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. And I'll see you on the 31st and, um, and hopefully in the not too distant future as well. Wonderful. Thank you, Neil. And thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Relationship Alive. If you like what you've heard and want to make it easier for other people to find out about us, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have questions or comments or want to continue the conversation, you can always join our Relationship Alive community Facebook group. And for more information about today's episode, visit us online at neilsatin.com slash podcast. Or you can always text the word PASSION, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, to the number 33444 for more information. Finally, do you have a burning question that you're hoping we can have answered here on Relationship Alive, either for a future or past guest? Let me know and I'll see what I can do. Take care and see you next time.